Hello, Fightful Faithful. No, that's not you guys. You're no, the newsies. newsies. You're the newsies. Um, working at the banner. <laughs> Do we have a movie for you? Um, Alex, I have Lusty. such bad news for you. What? We don't, what I'm what? just like in one of those really silly moods. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I feel like whenever I'm in a really silly mood, I turn into like a little sibling for you. And that's, that's the true. mood I'm in. So I... I apologize oh, in advance, but I'm not that's sorry good. because mm. we have the silliest movie of all time to review today. Silliest? Uh, Maybe not silly. It's a weird one. Strange? Strange. I'm going to say strange. Um, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I'm Alex. This is Kate, and we do get the flick out of here. Um um, Howard the Duck. Yeah, it is. We're doing Howard the Duck. Uh, Howard the Duck, if you are of a certain age, you probably saw this far too early in your life. I know I did. Mm-hmm. I, I, I saw this um, when it first hit video stores. So I would have been seven years old because it's got a cartoon duck on it. I mean, sure really. Does. I mean, it's not a cartoon, but it might as well. It's a Muppet duck. It's right. a Duckpit. It's a, it's a Duppet. It's a it's a it's Duck a Muppet. Du- it's a it, there's a Duck Muppet uh, running around. Um, it's produced by George Lucas, and I would there was no bigger star seven year old Star Wars fan in the world than I. So my dad was like, "Sure, this seems like it'll be a wonderfully wholesome." film for me to put my seven-year-old in front of while I do some work around the house. Let's rent this from the video uh, from the video store. And uh, I had nightmares for probably the next year about about a man with a tongue that had a claw at the end of it. Um, uh, I did not, I also, I also was too young to understand what was going on, but there is, there's a tiny duck-sized condom in this movie. A seven-year-old, I, I didn't know what questions to ask, um, but I know I probably should have been exposed to that. I said right before we went on air, I was like, I don't know if I like this movie or not. Mm-hmm. And you said, no, it's a bad movie. And I said, oh, I know, I know it's a bad movie, but I don't know if I like it or not. Because I got to be honest, I had some fun watching this. <laughs> I had some fun watching this. This, I cannot believe this was, I didn't, sometimes I like do research Mm -hmm. and then other times I go in completely blind and it's completely arbitrary. Mm -hmm. I'm wildly inconsistent about this. I had no idea this was produced by George Lucas. I Mm. do remember this from when I was younger. I can't say I remember sitting down in front of it like, I don't think my mm. parents sat me down in front of it. I feel like it's just one of those things, like, I knew by osmosis. And then mm-hmm. um, I re- definitely remember seeing it as I got older. So this was probably, like, my second sincere watch of it. And it's one of those things where it was, like, I feel like they set out to, we've had this a lot, like, make a parody. But then there were parts of it where it just didn't follow its own rules in the parody. Um, like, to me... 
the biggest joke of this gets told in like the first 10 minutes and then they make an entire movie around it. And I don't know if it succeeds in that way. Mm. But I did I did have some fun watching this one, I'm not gonna lie. Um yeah, it's uh it's interesting. I cannot um, believe now that you say it's produced by George Lucas, I get why it got the cast it did. Because the cast is pretty good. Well, I mean, it, it it is, and yet it wasn't at the time. You know what I mean? Like Leah Thompson had only done Back to the Future, so she got off of that. Tim Robbins had never been in a movie before. This was his first movie. Was it really? Okay. Yeah. This was a launching yeah. pad, a- is what you're telling me. A- after this, he filmed Top Gun, where he was uh, Goose's replacement. He's he filmed this Top Gun, where he launched careers. After this, he played. He played. He was in Top Gun, where he played Merlin, codename Merlin, Goose's replacement, the only six foot ten fighter pilot in the history of the American <laughs> Air Force. Like is Tim Robbins is absurd. Ten? He's absurdly tall. He's not six foot ten, but he's absurdly oh. tall. And the cockpits aren't built for guys that size. But they just lied and said, "Oh no, this guy's." If you watch, if you watch after the final. Um, uh, mission at the end of Top Gun, where it's like Maverick strutting through everybody. Uh, everybody yeah, hey, you shot down all those players. Good for you. Um, like Tim Robbins is walking along, like three steps behind him, and he's a foot and a half taller than everybody else on that aircraft carrier. It is. It is very fun. Um, he, he was tall. Yeah. I don't think I noticed what a disparity though. He he's, he's a tall. He's a tall drink of water. Um. Hey, before anyway, we get into that, we should probably tell you to get in your super chat oh, about yeah, this yeah. if you yeah. want to talk about this incredible, weird, <laughs> weird, weird, weird film. Yes, yes, indeed, indeed. Hold on one second. Okay. That helps. All right. Good. My light's all whacked. I'm not getting as much natural light through my window as I'd like. Um, but you look great. Thank you. Um, uh, uh, oh, I'm, I'm wearing uh, my old alma mater's shirt, University of Oregon, which has a duck for a mascot. <laughs> and I have this novelty uh, um, rubber duck. Uh, that's as close as I can get to dressing up like a duck tonight, uh, today. So um, uh, George Lucas, uh, the people who co-wrote American Graffiti with him in 1973, his uh, film school cohorts, um, uh, Willard Huck. Pronounce it. It looks. It sounds like. It sounds like when when Goofy laughs. That's what it looks like. It sounds like H U Y C K. It looks like Huck. Um. So Willard Huck and Gloria Katz. Um. And we're like, hey, you should totally read this comic book. It's called Howard the Duck. Because yes, this was a comic book before. Um. And uh, it was, uh, um, uh, still is today, a Marvel comic book. It is, it is a Marvel property. It is a comic book. Um, Did you read the comic book? I need to no, know. No, okay. never, I never read an episode of the comic book. Um, uh, but I, I, in redoing research, it was, it's not like this. Like, um, it, he's, it's a very much like a, more like a film noir type thing, but the hard bitten detective is a duck, you know? Um, so, um, so th- that 
for whatever uh, because maybe because George Lucas is a, is a wacko little dude. Um, <laughs> this idea for doing a Howard the Duck movie kicked around his brain for a decade. And then when he was like, all right, I've Return of the Jedi. I'm going to go on and make my own films not weighed down by this crazy South Park. Uh, South Park, wow. Uh, Star Wars business. Um <laughs> I'm going to do my own stuff. And the first thing I'm going to do is Howard the Duck. And there was like, well, George Lucas, well, sure. Whatever you want to do. I'm sure all of your ideas are good ones, sir. Certainly, certainly in another 10 years, you won't make three really prequels to a, to a trilogy. We all love all of your ideas are good ones, sir. Here is money. Um, And, and they, they decided to make this Um, when they made it. It was the first Marvel since uh, they were doing serials about Captain America in the forties. Wow! They they they. Why, why would why why would why would Hollywood take comic book characters and make them into movies? That's absurd. No one would ever do that a hundred times over ten years. No one would do that. Why? No, it why would not be that? continually the highest grossing box office successes. Oh. <laughs> like... Cinematic universes. What are you talking <laughs> about? Um, that's wow, wild that's awesome. and, and kind of unsurprising to hear in that George Lucas was the first one to attempt that because I think mm-hmm. he would be the guy at that point that you would be like, he has a track record of making you buy into a different universe, mm-hmm. right? So that, mm-hmm. that tracks for sure. Mm-hmm. And wasn't the whole thing, I'm like very like uneducated about this world, but like wasn't the whole thing with Star Wars 2 that like because it was so weird, nobody was going to buy into it and then... To begin with, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and then and that's what happened well. like with the action figures, right? Like they right. became so, mm-hmm. yeah. So right. I could also understand any who's behind a film being like we're not going to swing and miss again by mm-hmm. not taking a risk and then they took a risk on right no that that is that is true if at if instead of being a little robot that speaks and bleeps and bloops it's a little child-sized uh duck um and in like halfway through the first star wars movie uh, Princess Leia, Leia almost has sex with it. I feel like Star Wars wouldn't have been as big of as big of a a, a a hit. I feel like it probably wouldn't have been, but I guess we'll get to that scene when we get there. Did this um, do well? Like, did you did you see if it, it went well? It like in made Octopus? it made back its money and okay. then and then nothing. And then like, so off. just like okay. broke even. Let's wash our hands of this and move on. Move along. <clears throat> Pardon me. Um, because before we dive like super into it, the joke of this kind of was like, um, I don't want to say he doesn't get acknowledged as being a duck because they definitely acknowledge him being a duck, but he's like, mm-hmm. he's essentially a human with feathers, like in his, his attitude and the way he goes about life, the way he wants to get out of Cleveland, which is extremely relatable. Um, and I, I caught on to that very early and I was like, oh, this is the movie for the first 45 minutes of it. And then it goes 
absolutely cuckoo bananas. Um, so yeah, we, we can talk about the film now, but I, I actually really appreciate devices like that. And if they had almost stuck in that world, I think it would have been cleaner and a little bit more okay. Cause I feel like it did succeed on that front. Like the weirdest scene in it, we're going to talk about it still feels called for in a way where it's like, if I'm buying into that, this duck is basically just having a human experience. Like what happens in the weirdest scene of this movie? Maybe not even the weirdest, just the most uh, uncomfortable, odd one. It mm-hmm. still actually feels somewhat called for in the movie. Mm-hmm. And I will mm-hmm. just say, God bless Leah Thompson for doing the best she could with this. I actually thought she was pretty good um, considering what she was up against. I thought Jeffrey Jones, who we've seen a lot in the movies that we do, was mm-hmm. really good in this. Like, I, I think, um, and for the time, some of the special effects in this were were pretty strong, in, especially in, like, the, the makeup that mm-hmm. he gets later. So... I will always appreciate the effort of a good acting attempt, even in this weird, weird, weird world. I did not realize that this was Tim Robbins' first movie and that Leah Thompson, I figured this was earlier in her career, just looking at when it was made. But they tried. They tried yeah. real hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so uh, the movie begins, it does feel like a bit of a noir thing to begin with um we we're, we move through camera moves through uh, uh an apartment a bachelor pad um but all of the families um have uh duck people in them um it's like a fa- oh hey it's cool it's a family of furries and they're all ducks um i guess that'd be featheries but um feathers, yeah. Then there, you, you, there's a, a poster on the wall um, for a, a. It is an alternate universe in which everything that happened in our planet all happened there, um, because there's a a, a a movie called My Little Chickadee, um, uh, which uh, which stars in their world May Nest instead of May West, and W C. W.C. Fowles, F-O-W-L-S, as opposed to W.C. Fields. And this first five minutes is just puns. It's just puns, which, of course, we enjoy. Um, uh, But uh, Howard um, walks into his his apartment and just, you know, walks through it. um, And, uh, you know, just... Is, settles in to watch some TV, um, uh, but it's all you know, duck centered TV, um, uh, and um, uh, then he he opens up uh, an issue of Play Duck, the new issue of Play Duck. <laughs> um, oh wait, hold on, I forgot. Oh, there's there's also a. Um, uh, a, um, he's he's definitely a ladies' man. They make sure and tell you that a lot. Um, uh, um, but there's a poster. I forgot the poster. It's there's, ladies' there's duck. A, right. Um, I believe there's a, a poster on the on the wall for Raiders of the Lost Duck. Yes. Which is which is just an exact replica of of Raiders of the Lost Ark poster, but with a duck face where Harrison Ford should be. This is how you no, do no, sorry, sorry, no. It's, it's, it's Sean bre- Michaels. Breeders. 
breeders of the lost orc. That's what it is. I'm looking at it now. Uh, breeders of the lost orc. Um, it, we can see a bowling trophy with him um, on it. Uh, anyway. So he sits down and he opens up a, 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 a new issue of um, um, a play play duck, and there's just full frontal duck nudity, and and like they talk later about how on their planet ducks have evolved to become the highest life form, the way monkeys did on our planet, right? But we are mammals as are monkeys. And so mammary glands in the female make sense. But I don't know why ducks have like luscious big perky breasts in 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 this planet. I don't understand biologically how that's a thing. Do do If you're going to be pla- this nuanced in the things that I, you're like, I'm worried about this doesn't make sense. I've you're right, it's just like number 957 on the list. <laughs> yeah. Uh, have, have you met me? Um, oh, yeah. I'm this is not uh, unexpected. I'm just saying, like, yeah, whew, um, we were in for a ride. I um, messaged you about eight minutes into the film and said, what on earth is this movie? And you were like, mm-hmm. oh, you're at like a three on the what the F moments of this yeah. movie. So yeah, yeah. There's a lot. Um, um, anyway, so while watching the TV, he sees all kinds of different things, a medical drama and a commercial for a wacky guy who's got deals on stereo equipment. Anyway, so he he pulls out his new ep- uh, 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 issue of Play Duck. And uh, all of a sudden, a laser beam sucks him out of his world, like through Amazing. his entire apartment, past another naked lady who's in the bath. Yes. There's like two, in, in, this, in the first five minutes, three minutes, there are two full frontal duck nudity scenes for ladies. And I was seven, and I was like, I'm pretty sure those are the first nipples I saw were duck <laughs> nipples. Well, now that I think about it, um, you know, uh, yeah, so that's interesting. Um, but in his little easy, easy bake, re, 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 easy bake, wow, what's wrong with easy, lazy boy? My God, my, I've lost his my brain. Easy today. bake recliner. His easy bake recliner. It's got a little oven in it. You put a you put a, you put the cupcake in there. It comes you put out batter in it, and then it still comes out mostly as batter. So. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, he gets pulled out of his world, duck world. Let's call it. Woo. And um and in in at some point the chair he's in burns up in the atmosphere, but he does not. No, it's just fabric that does mm-hmm. that too. Yeah. He is he is shot out of a weird like light tube into deep space. Apparently, on that planet, the ducks have all evolved to be able to breathe in space. Yes. It would be one thing the light tube led all the way to our planet, but it's it specifically not. It just no, spits him out into an asteroid belt, and he just keeps flying um, until he lands in Cleveland. I, I don't know what else to say about that. <laughs> I love, there's more of this later, but I just love that um, we've just been shitting on Cleveland for like decades at this point. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he he wants to get out of Cleveland so bad. <laughs> that popped he me does. tremendously. Well, <laughs> who wouldn't want to get out of Cleveland? But um, yeah, he gets he gets dropped literally into the middle of Cleveland. Um. Uh, and um, we did also in the opening. I really loved. This is what I was like. Oh, I know what this movie's gonna be. We got like him on his answering machine too, right? Yes, and it was like true. he was getting bugged by his parents. There were mm. that's how we found out he was a ladies' man a little bit. Like it was a very. Uh, I was very aware of like, oh, he's gonna be a duck that's a human. Like that's what, mm-hmm. <laughs> what this movie's gonna be. Which, if the comic book was like a noir, um, and he was a detective in it, that's kind of a, a similar idea. Like I can right. I can understand that this was inspired by that in a way of just like it's a duck being a person isn't inherent. Kind of like isn't mm-hmm. that the whole thing with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Right? It was like playing off of all these silly things. Yes. But yeah. So. Um. Uh. <laughs> we we have talked about this meat. Uh, hi, buddies. Happy birthday. Can we talk about this we check did. being the first Marvel movie? We did. We mentioned that. He said sorry. We mentioned I'm late, that. So, get here. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it yeah, is kind of crazy that it was. Um, when he, he lands in a back alley somewhere, um, I guess just happens to be near a gang of street punks, 80s street punks. So they're actually dressed more like aliens than they are human beings. Um, and he's very confused by all this. They they pick him up because they're going to murder him because why not? It's a weird-looking thing that's the size of a child. Let's murder it. And uh, instead, they decide to um, throw him into a nightclub where Leah Thompson's band is playing. That's uh, Lorraine Baines McFly. Uh, she's playing it. Playing, anyway, so... He gets thrown out by the by the uh, by the bouncer, and then um, uh, uh, yelled at by a bag lady, and then chased by a biker gang called Satan Sluts. You could tell because they got it written proudly on the back of their leather jackets. They sure do. And he's able to somehow um, escape them. Um. Uh. But that doesn't really matter. I mean, it's, this is all very odd, and they don't, nobody likes him, and people punch well, him. Well, because the they face, tried but... to assault Leah Thompson, right? That's where we're at. She's like, well, she she alley. she gets she gets out of her her uh, she playing she's playing in this club. It's got chain link fence between the people playing and the people watching. So when they throw their beers, the beers explode and send shards of glass through the chain link fence. I've really understood that. As a, as a device yeah, in protecting, weird. protecting like, hey, good, that's good. Anyway, um, so uh, she's they she didn't get paid, I guess. She gets she, no, she doesn't get doesn't get her money because her manager's a dude. We'll find that out later. Please. Um, we didn't find that out later until later, but anyway, she's walking down the alleyway, and uh, she gets accosted by some people. A couple of couple of couple of no good nicks in this uh one of whom has baby doll heads attached to their jacket. One thing right. I, I just loved about this whole movie was like assailants, 
slimy mm. managers are generally like the size of Darby Allen. If you watch wrestling, they go mm-hmm. 120 pound mm. male dressed mm. in what this movie decided is edgy or punk. Mm-hmm. Just horribly inaccurate, but yeah, they try to yeah. assault Leah Thompson mm-hmm. until yeah, until yeah. the duck <laughs> comes into the duck, uh, the duck knows quack foo. He says, "Duck does know quack to, foo," and he's able to fight off uh, these these two um, charming fellows. Uh, he says, "No more, Mister Nice Duck." That's right. And um, and he fights off these guys. Um, he says, "Let the female creature go." Is what he says. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Some of the well, thing that 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 we're talking about this. There's I don't I don't know where the the proper reaction amount to kindergartner sized duck wearing clothes that can talk is. But I don't feel like the people in this movie got to the proper reaction level. No. It was not a proportionate response at several points in this movie. And also, yeah. everybody has a different take on it. Like, some people think he's a guy dressed up like a duck. Some people just accept that he's a duck and don't think it's weird at all that he's speaking. Like, there are some yeah. wild inconsistencies. In yeah. It, it feel odd. It does feel... I'm going to try and add some more light to the situation. Oh, that's too much. You kind of look like you're in the noir now, getting in, interrogated. Mm-hmm. I don't know why Light's all whacked over here. What's going on? Why is my light all weird? Um, so um, the she's uh, weirded out by it, but I'm, I think I think a lot of it is the fact that he's wearing clothes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, duck in an outfit is weird. I mean, but but it also is somehow less weird than a talking. Because you would you. Well, you would assume that an alien, if that is indeed what this is, wouldn't be wearing a three-piece suit and a tie. You know? Um, That he'd be wearing alien clothes or none at all. I don't know. But she's like, wow, this is so weird. I'm like, yes, it is. She of anybody in this movie is just like a little bit too accepting of the duck. We're gonna get into like way too accepting of the duck, but mm, mm-hmm. she's like she's a little confused about the fact that a duck like saved her, um, but not enough to be like maybe I should. Nobody ever calls the cops in the movies we watch, and she just no. like pretty willingly takes him in. Like she doesn't mm-hmm. um, doesn't find it weird. It's not. It's not that big of a deal. <clears throat> um, she says, "Hey, thank you for saving me from certain ray death." Um, he's like, "I'm Howard. Where am I? Uh, Cleveland, Cleveland? No, Cleveland. Like, what planet is this? Earth." Um, all right. Well, thanks again. Bye. And she's about to just leave, but she gets sad because he's caught in the rain. And so she says, hey, come on back to my apartment, you know, just to get in out of the rain. Um, he says he's from a different planet or whatever. 
um, or, or something. I'm from somewhere else. I'm not from here. Look at me. Uh, but anyway, she said, hey, come back. Come back thing that might be carrying weird diseases from a different planet. I don't know. Um, and so uh, they get there, her planet, her, her apartment, apartment. It's like the upper floor of a warehouse um, is uh, disheveled. Of she's, course. She needs she, she it needs a woman's touch. Oh wait, a woman lives there. Um it uh it's 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 very very um yeah. Yeah, but she she's a punk in, rock woman. Yeah, she lives in squalor. Um and uh here's something here's something interesting about it. Um every line of dialogue that you hear um from Howard the Duck in Howard the Duck was recorded after after the movie was fully shot and edited. You can tell at certain points. Like, it's um, not edited actually, perfectly. <laughs> they cast the voice actor after the movie was fully shot. So Leah Thompson, I don't know who's reading the lines off screen and what they sounded like, but if there's a moment ever when you watch this movie and you're like, what is Leah Thompson reacting to? It's possible that the tone of being used by the person reading it off screen is entirely different than the guy that they hired um, to do the voice later. Do you know who they originally hired to do the voice of Howard the Duck in post? He said, I can't work like this. I do not. Robin Williams. Wow. And um, the problem was that it is that he had to match his speaking to the duck bill opening and closing, and he's like, "I no, that's not how I work." <laughs> Robin Williams yeah. doesn't do that's, that. He's like so. Um, he's always so committed with his whole body and face. I'm not totally surprised that, that would have been like a uh, <laughs> an issue. I who did who was the voice of this again. Oh, he was pretty named, good. A fellow named Chip Zine. Go for Chip. Get mm-hmm. that bag, Chip. He mm-hmm. was pretty good, and one thing I liked about Howard is, like, he had, like, an attitude. Like, I feel like so many times in these movies when it's like, he's a duck, but he's a human. Uh-huh. That's just it. But, like, they mm-hmm. made him, he had a little snark, and he had, like, um, the, he. I feel like he did a good good job of um making it i don't want to say it's not surface level because it's pretty surface level but it, um engaging it wasn't like the whole movie was just like ha 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 that's a duck doing a human thing like it had a personality where i feel like you could very easily just write it off he uh he's like an insult comic um like almost everything he does is like hey uh whack wacky guy i'm gonna give you a nickname based on your clothing yeah um you know like it's there's a lot of that um uh she offers him a bowl of water and he says you got a beer i don't drink out of bowls yeah um so he's at a very uh very um uh you know eventful day um but he uh wants to um just they talk about what they're going to do, how he's going to get back to his home world, figure it out in the morning, I guess. And he um, f- uh, falls asleep. 
But then he has PTSD. PTSD. Well, yeah, I mean, he does have that, but mostly what, what he does have is a wallet that falls out of his pants. Yes. And she picks it up and goes through it, because why wouldn't you? It's an alien that lives in your house now uh, who's wearing pants and has a wallet in the pants. Let's look through the wallet. And he's there's um yeah he's got a PTSD yeah he's got PTSD because there's a, a train a, a, a big truck train drives goes, by and yeah, it shakes go. and he's like this is just like what I got transported mm-hmm. yep um so she looks through finds a picture of of a Howard with two comely lasses on the beach man a lady's duck a I don't know. I was gonna say mallards duck, but you can't do that because that's that's mallards or, or male ducks. Anyway, um, so he's a lady's duck, uh, but also there's a picture of him with what has to be his parents. Yes, and that's cool. Uh, and then she goes through it and finds a um, a mallard card instead of a Mastercard, uh, an American Duck puns. Express. Um, and then she looks and there's a there's some cash in there, and there's a picture of on the one dollar bill. It's just it's George Washington Duck. Like it's a it's a. These are all like. If you watched Ducktales, as Woo. a child, um, it's the same surface level of everything that happened in our world also happened in their world. Specifically, the same thing, but duck. Yes, but instead, but instead of human duck, so George Washington Duck is on the one dollar bill. There's. In a completely separate dimension where where humans evolved from ducks, why is why is there also just because it's a lazy joke, that's why. But um yeah. the yeah, and it's fine. It's fine. Ameriduck history not... is a, a direct mirror of American mm-hmm. history. Right. It's a parallel right. universe. Yes. It's just ducks. Um yeah, it is. It's it's just ducks. Um so um she, um, behind the cash, there's a duck condom, and I don't want. I want you need to understand something about the duck condom. It's it's duck sized, like it looks like it would fit over your pinky finger. Uh, but crucially, it is not in the wrapper. It is a loose, unwrapped duck sized condom. Um, and Leah Thompson picks it up and goes, Howard, like, like, oh my God, you shouldn't have. No, it's not for you, sweetheart. It's for his like comely lasses on his planet. Also, I mean, an unwrapped condom in a wallet, I'm going to go ahead and say has a 0% chance of preventing anything happening at all once you put it on. Yeah. They don't even recommend wrapped ones stay in your wallet. So an unwrapped <laughs> one, not great. Uh, knowing this was made when it's made, this was mm-hmm. probably viewed as a extremely edgy. Mm. Where in present day, you're just like, this is mm-hmm. weird and not shocking. Yeah. I forgot also uh, the um, <laughs> the the name of the 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 town that that he lives in apparently according to his license is Marshington DC I 
I love a good pun. I love a bad pun. What can I say? Yeah. Um, well, that is a bad pun, but um, uh, but anyway, um, they decide the next day they're gonna he's they're gonna take him to a scientist that she knows. Um, you know how you just know scientists? Yeah. Well, we find out much later how she knows him. Yeah. And it's it makes sense, I guess, but they could have thrown in any a line of dialogue for how she knows this guy. Um, but um, so she takes him in a cab to the Natural History Museum. And in a cab, he is inside a trash bag with holes poked in it because that's less conspicuous than, than going anywhere with, you could say, hey, this is my little brother. He, we can't get him to stop wearing his, 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 uh, his duck his costume. Duck costume. That's a really nice duck costume. I know, like he's obsessed with ducks, and you know, so we got him this for his birthday, but he won't take it off. Or just like an animal immediately. But like the the, the I also feel like the the cabbie does a quick look over his shoulder and goes, Ugh, and then just keeps driving him. Like I, it, nobody reacts is, to him being a duck in this movie. N- nobody reacts to him being a duck in this movie. Nobody reacts to him being a duck in a trash bag. Everyone's yeah. like, "Hey, is that a, is that a is that a trash bag? Need any help with that? No, we're fine. No, please help me. Get me out of here." Says the trash bag. Oh well, going about my day. Like it's just it's a. Very no one's odd even thing wondering why happen. she's walking around with a bag of trash. To be honest. Yep. Yes, um, but she ends up finding um, this door where Tim Robbins opens it. Uh, you're a young Tim Robbins in, in very geeky glasses. Uh, and they bring the thing in. And uh, and like two seconds later, he runs out of the room going, I've discovered it. I, I, Eureka, I, I, I understand now. And he runs down to a room full of other scientists and he's about to tell them what he's found, but then thinks better of it because they all look at him like he's, I don't know, a duck. Um, like he would actually look like a, a duck. Um, so he comes back in and this guy's name is Phil. Uh, Phil Blumbert. Because it's not enough to give, you make him wacky, you got to give him a wacky name. And, uh, um, and he's trying to speak to the duck me phil you howard me friend who the hell is this guy says um says howard it's like oh my god you could talk and like so um he's trying to figure out you know what's going on this is where we find out his his theory that on your planet humans evolved from ducks instead of from monkeys um he also tries to test him for superpowers it's a Marvel movie. You would assume he might have some, but he doesn't. No. Um, uh, and uh, he um, takes a feather from him so that they can study it, I believe. No, was that happen later? It might, might have been later. He's, he's also... later, yeah. We find out that he's actually not really a scientist. He's a lab assistant at the Natural History Museum. Yeah. Um, He's supposed to go clean up some Mostly spill. Mostly museum tour guide, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> after all of this, um, 
um, Howard's pissed. Because yes. he wanted to see a scientist who could not help. What do I even need you for, Leah Thompson? Um, this is the best you can do to help me out here. Um, I don't need you. I'm just going to try and make my life on this planet alone, basically. Um, and so this is, he says, I know what I need now. Food, shelter, and a job. It did feel like they had a very uh, angry split from each other, considering it had been two days and, um, or like a day, two days, maybe. Like, he gets really mad at her. Uh And I'm like, it, it feels disproportionate. But yeah, he knows he needs his basic necessity. And so he goes then to meet this mean job hunter. He's he goes to the unemployment office um, and he meets Cora May, who is a black woman in her 50s, who is not at all impressed or shocked by this guy who is wearing. They also like there's um, I don't know if he goes to, to he says he has to shop at the kids section of Goodwill. That's maybe I guess where he bought. I don't know how he bought the stuff if he stole it. He's wearing a completely different outfit later in the day than the first outfit that she put him in to start the day, which is different than the outfit he wore the first time he got there. There's a lot of costume budget for this duck. Um, um, and uh, so she says, just because you make yourself look all weird, you think nobody will hire you. And you can just live off the government teat forever on unemployment forever. Um, and But I will find some place that will hire you no matter how crazy you look. So I guess the idea is the people in Cleveland in the mid 80s have all kinds of face piercings and tattoos and things that Feathers. make them unhi- unhirable. So uh, Cora May will fix that right up. So this is where I get a little Alex brained and that I was like, sure. Those people might also look um, different or weird, Mm -hmm. but they also probably had like a social security number. Mm -hmm. Like if you're living off the government team, you're pretty Mm -hmm. well like (laughs) identified as someone that's a citizen in the country. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I understand it's a movie about a duck. So yeah, uh, I, like that's a thing that I would I, I probably should like be casting mm-hmm. aside here, mm-hmm. but that's right. where I went a little Alex Brains. No, 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 you're you're absolutely right. Social security number, social security number would definitely yeah. come in handy here, but there is not one. Um, so she's able to get him a job as a guy who cleans up the. Stalls, rooms seems too um, uh, uh, is, is being too kind. Rooms is being too kind. In Cleveland, somewhere there is a place where you go uh, to rent a, a stall with a hot tub in it and have sex. It is. Um, it, is a, it is a weird. It, it is a weird hot tub themed brothel. And his his job to to clean up after all of the spills, shall we say, um, 
And there's like a uh, neon sign that says "Love is Love." Um, he's able, uh, he, he runs a foul, uh, no pun intended, um, of the, no, 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 that one, I did not mean to do that one. Um, uh, so the, the, the manager, the boss, um, yells at him to, to do something he doesn't want to do. So in retaliation, he knocks that manager into a mud bath and says, I quit. So he's, he's given it the old college try for about two hours mm-hmm. to get food, shelter, and water. And instead, um, just uh, goes back on the street because he could, couldn't hack it, cleaning up, you know, hot tubs. <laughs> It's true. Uh, <coughs> for someone who recognized it as a necessity of life, he does give up really quickly. Mm-hmm. If he does not go back to Korame or any like mm-hmm. headhunter. No. Um, so he ends up um, in a different outfit. I don't know where he gets all the money for these outfits, but this one is like, must be cold. This yes. particular night, he's uh, wearing an overcoat and a scarf and a little Tam O'Shanter hat. Um, and um, he, um, he watching TV. You know how in old they used to have TVs in all the in all the windows of, of stores. And this one is a story about how it's duck hunting season. Duck he's like, man, I, I I gotta get out of here. Um, uh, and so he, he runs away, um, and uh, he just he basically assumes he's he's going to die here uh, in this alleyway. Um, um, and he uh, realizes that he is in the same alleyway that he landed in, and that means the bar where uh, what's her face is um, Beverly. Right? Be- Beverly, that's right, Beverly. Um, she's playing there, so he decides to just go on in and watch the show. Um, and uh, this is where he overhears her manager basically saying that he's not going to uh, give them the money that they that they're owed. Also, the owner of the club is a skeeve who wants to rape everybody in the band. It's a girl Correct. band, uh, and there's another fella. Uh, name of it's Richie. a girl band, which is crucial because when she was walking in the alleyway and got assaulted, mm-hmm. like at the beginning of the movie, I was like, where are her bandmates? Mm-mm. That's so crappy that you would let her. And now mm-hmm. I'm like, did they all walk home with nobody? Because that seems yep. bad. But anyway. Yep. <laughs> um, so uh, there's a guy named Richie who's played by Richard Edson, who was uh, one of the the other wacky uh, Dennis Hopper assistant from the Mario Brothers movie, because we saw the first wacky <laughs> guy last week, and this other one. So now we're just we're just doing a, a cycle of things. Um, anyway, hey, um, I heard you talking about Beverly as I dramatically light a cigar. I also want to say this. I don't know where I found. I don't know where they get this information, but I found on the Wikipedia that he is twenty-seven years old. As a duck, he's supposed to be twenty-seven. Um, any 27 year old who smokes as many cigars 
as Howard does, you know, is just is a not not a great dude to hang around. So, I mean, uh, it's just, he's a maybe he's that's a, not he's, how it works in Duck World. He's but no, it's the exact as we've established. It's exactly the same in Duck that's World as point. it is in a, is in Human World. He's a little too into cigars, and he's got a subscription to Play Dude. This is not. <laughs> This is not play duck. This is not the, um, the, the 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 who we want Lorraine Baines McFly to wind up with. But no. apparently, she's attracted to to bad boys or bad ducks. Anyway, he orders a drink. I don't know how he gets it. I don't know where he gets all of his actual. Maybe people aren't looking at the at because the 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 money the money looks so similar. It's if you have to really have to look hard to find the duck bill. On Abraham Lincoln, so um, well, he had that credit card too. That's true. I don't know that it works, but why wouldn't it? Um, so he beats up the manager of the band, the club owner, and the club owner's friend in a giant brawl, um, where everybody is watching it, and that makes um, Leah Thompson very angry because no one is watching her and her band. She can't see who's fighting in the brawl. But she's very she's in a huff and they just cancel the rest of their set. She's like here for the music. Mm-hmm. Great yeah. crowd. Uh, uh-huh. The manager, everybody that you just mentioned that's involved in the brawl that's not a duck, mm-hmm. is like twelve pounds and wearing fedoras. Mm-hmm. Like not um, doesn't feel like a hard takedown. This is also mm-hmm. an amazing seem because we find out that um Howard's like, well if you don't let the girls free, I'll make you do it the hard way or whatever. And mm-hmm. he tells everybody that he has space rabies. Which is delightful. He's like, right. I'll bite you and you'll die mm-hmm. with my space rabies. And so that's how he scares everybody back. And <laughs> and failing that he's gonna stab the man in the face with an ice pick. Correct. Um so uh He's able to fight off all these people, and everyone watching is like has no comment on the no. fact that it is a kindergartner-sized duck no. fighting these men. This was the other thing. I was like, he's not human-sized or duck-sized. Weird. Um, if he's twenty-seven, uh, he should be a twenty-seven-year-old-sized duck or twenty-seven-year-old-sized human that looks like a duck. Do you know why he's a kindergartner sized? I do not. Because the original actor they had in the suit was actually a child. And then they realized they were behind filming and they couldn't do certain things at certain times of day with the kid. Um, so they, they, the kid was like, also like, I'm missing a lot of school. Cool. Like it was it was this thing where like his not appropriate for a kid to be <laughs> they 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 had a, 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 over the course of the film six different people were in the costume um depending on what scene they were doing when they were doing it how far away the camera could be because I guess the it doesn't one guy fully matter but the idea that it would be a kid is a bad call i feel like um he i don't know how which scenes he films but he was the first the first thing um and uh then uh the 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 guy who ends up being in the thing the most of the time um they didn't want him to use him because they thought he was too tall 
Compared to what? <laughs> Other duck humans? <laughs> Other duck. They, they're like, oh, no, no. We really want him to come up only to this level. And then he's standing That's next so to Tim Robbins. Weird. I don't know. I don't know. But um, so uh, he um, he said some really, really horrible things to Leah Thompson. Like really, really, really mean things to her when he broke up with her as a friend. Yeah. Um, and then he strolls into their to their uh, dressing room, and um, all the other bandmates are like, "Oh my God, you must be Howard. We've heard so much about you." Of course, we didn't actually believe any of it. But wow, you're Howard. Yeah. Hey, hey, ladies, how you doing? To which I was like, "What do you get your band slash bandmate slash friend to a psychiatrist?" Yeah, you don't if you don't true. believe it's a duck, wouldn't you be like mm-hmm. concerned about her mm-hmm. mental state? Mm-hmm. Gotta go one way or um, another with that. So um uh the so um Leah Thompson looks over and goes, Hi Howard, hey Beverly. So like immediately buried no the hatchet questions. with that. Nope, nobody has to like really apologize. Um but um, so then Phil shows up. I was like, how the hell does Tim, Bro- like, what is it? And we find out that he's actually dating the drummer. Right. Which was a necessary justification. Mm-hmm. Feels like it comes but, a little bit too late, but there you go. <laughs> need it. Could, could have easily happened earlier in the film with the first thing. I wonder if um, this got thrown in as like, we never explained it. Let's Let's right. have him be dating. I also don't love that. Beverly calls him Ducky the whole movie mm-hmm. because they went out of the way to give him a name. Right. So it feels like you should be called Howard or they call him mm-hmm. Howie in the movie or something. Mm-hmm. Her calling him yeah. Ducky makes it weirder when it, yeah, it unfold. Yes. Um, <laughs> so anyway, Howard, so Phil's there. Tim Robbins is there. He's been talking to some of his scientist buddies. Um, and they're going to, they want, he has an idea for how they might be able to um, determine where he came from. But first, he's got to take a feather from his butt. Um, and so he does, because there's, you know, his little ducktails, they just Ooh. come out of the back of, of his, thank you, um, out of the back of his pants, because that's just, you know, it's just a, duck pants all have a hole in them where your tail feathers can just flop out. Um, anyway, so. Um, after a fairly lengthy scene in the dressing room, um, as they're walking out, he goes, oh, by the way, I talked to your manager. Oh, you talked that sleazeball? Yeah. And I got him to agree to pay you. Here's the money. Which feels like a thing you would do to gain entrance to the locker, to the, like, to the dressing room, and also apologize for the way you treated Beverly. Beverly that was 100% I you, my thought. I was like, hear me out. Yeah, right. I know. You, I know you don't want to see me right now. I know I said some really thing, trouble things, and I can apologize, which I am. I'm saying I'm sorry. I know you don't want to hear it, but here, here's the money that Ginger owed you. Like, where'd you get it? I beat the hell out of him in, the, in that brawl, didn't you see? Um, but no, they didn't actually do any of that until after everything was all cleared up. Also, it's just like so weird because. Like, people should be more surprised by the fact that it's a talking duck. And, like, she... It's not like 
they had spent years and weeks or months together. Like, there's a little bit too much emotional gravity for mm-hmm. a talking mm-hmm. duck that you spent 48 hours with. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that's also kind of the tongue-in-cheek of the movie, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Uh, so, the... Uh, so Tim Robbins takes the tail feather, runs off, um, is behaving super weird, but the drummer doesn't really actually step in to say anything about it. Anyway. Um, no, cause they're also off and on again, which they kind of say. It's like, I yeah. think the only, I think the only person more desperate for a date around oh. here than me is you or whatever. <laughs> and then Tim Robbins is like, Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. That was mean. So um, they go back to Leah Thompson's apartment. Um, he's playing uh, her piano um, as she gets out of the shower. Um, and we hear that he used to be in a band called Howard and the Heartbreakers um, on his planet. And he had to give it up to become an ad copywriter, which we already found out. But um, she thinks that they should, that she, um, he should be their, their manager. Um and uh, they decide they're going to share a bed. And so Howard, so I'm beginning to uh, appreciate the the human female form, Auga. And she's like, come on. And then uh, he's actually st- just uh, yeah, he's being a a lady's duck. Um, and uh, and then she's like, says, okay, let's do it. And it's like your feathers are so soft, and she starts caressing him and do and, and like gets on top of him, and and his hair, his his head feathers stand up because that's supposed to simulate an erection. I don't know. She fully almost has intercourse with an alien duck the size of a kindergartner. There's a lot to unpack here. He says he was kidding. And then she is all over him and then was like, I was kidding too. Uh-huh. Like in she, the in the way that like you, she said it like in a way that you like safeguard yourself where you're like, I was just vulnerable, but I don't want to get hurt. So let me like right. say that I was kidding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This was so mm-hmm. weird, but I have to say, like, not surprised for the year that it was made and not surprised because, like, it is kind of called for in the movie and that, like, if the whole idea is he's a duck, but he's not really a duck, like, this is the next thing that happens in the tropes of these movies. Like, mm-hmm. however, he, he's, a, he's a duck, Alex. He's a duck. He's a and, duck. uh... It's very weird and uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And I was watching this and had to go into a meeting like shortly after. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I'm hitting pause because if they are about to have bestiality (laughs) sex and I have to go into this meeting and talk about a software implementation at my job, uh, I'm not going to be able to like focus and keep myself together. So Ryan Sullivan thinks it's a great idea. Using his feathers popping up to exhibit excitement, classic. Like, here's the thing: it's all of it's actually pretty clever in the way that it's done. It just should not have been done. <laughs> this is so weird. 
Um, uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. Um, like he's like, hey, what do you say, baby? Love is strange. We could always give it a try. And then he does a little like, hey, with his duck eyebrows. And she's like, okay. But she calls his bluff. And she mounts him. Like she's caressing him. It's it is way too involved. Um and um and then she says, Oh, come on, Howard, I was just kidding. He's like, Oh hey, yeah, me too. Anyway, I'm gonna go use your bathroom for five minutes. Like like it was not she he doesn't actually say that, but um it's very, very it's odd the way it, it it like I the way that is portrayed, he's it's very it's incredibly uncomfortable. It would be uncomfortable between two humans. Right. The way that it is portrayed by the actors involved and 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 how it is meant to be taken by the audience according to the filmmakers. It is really, really, really not comfortable. Um, So it is, yeah. It's like, remember in Team America where they have the absurd marionette sex? It's like in that it was just such an immediate joke because it was marionette sex. So it was just like the joke was that they're having marionette sex. Um, And it was two marionettes. If you had made a marionette and a person, (laughs) that kind of is like what we ended up getting here. Mm -hmm. And then there was the whole funny thing that happened with the FCC with that. But like they went so far down the line and the joke was that it was puppets. Here you had a human and a puppet and it, it took it from being something that was supposed to be a funny joke of like, it's a duck human having, if it was another duck, fine. Another duck human, fine. A straight up human and a duck with human tendencies makes this so much more uncomfortable than it does funny. Um, which is like a very fine line to walk that did not get walked here <laughs> very well. And it does feel like the next thing that happens is actually the only thing that stops them because they get walked in on, which makes it worse because it's not like they volunteered. They were both said they were joking, but it feels like the reason it stopped was because they got walked in on Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. the Austin Powers silhouette of Mm -hmm. them smooching. Yes. 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 Also, we should make like, she is fully just wearing a very flimsy camisole and and under and, and underpants. Yeah. Um, and that's and he's he's wearing pajamas, duck pajamas, of course, duck duck pajamas. Uh, but in in but in walks Tim Robbins, and um and his colleague, and then that colleague's boss, played by Jeffrey Jones, the principal on Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which uh, came out, which he filmed after he filmed this. So again. Launching. launching him to superstardom. Um, uh, he actually got this because of his work in Amadeus, which is hilarious to me that uh, people are like, hey, that fella there in Amadeus, let's have him play this part. Um, He's been in a lot of the movies we've reviewed. He's just like yes. always this. Well, from this... this era, there's a lot of 
this he's he was fairly ubiquitous during this era. We watch we watch a lot of movies from this era. Yeah, yes, and we see a lot of we see a lot of like recurring actors, but like he's really good mm-hmm. at it. And we're mm-hmm. gonna talk about how this gets even weirder somehow. But like, mm-hmm. I actually thought he he kind of crushed it with the role that he had because it's right. Weird. It is it is in it, but it is weird. With the thing is like, we never really find out who the character is before his transformation spoiler alert um so it is kind of odd to like it's a very interesting because we don't like oh that guy well i know all about that guy but now he's different no we, we just we, know he's dr know jennings and he dr. works jennings. at the yep. same lab at slash lab. museum institute he works thing. he works he works at a lab he works at dynatechnics or something um at dynatech i think is what it's called um, and they show film that it was. It is not filmed by a, a camcorder. It was filmed by a, an actual camera crew who knows when to zoom in on a feather falling from space. Um, but uh, anyway, it's supposed to be filmed by just like their lab tech who's got a camcorder. Um, and this, they brought Howard via space laser. They brought Howard from his from his homeworld entirely by accident. They were just pointing a laser into space and accidentally brought an alien life form. That's it. Um, and that alien and, life form was a duck. And that alien life form was a duck. Um, but they were just trying to like take pictures of something in deep space. No, no. Measure the gases surrounding Alpha Centauri. That was it. Was an innocent experiment. How to measure gases in a in a in a far off star, and instead we brought a duck. That so, is a yeah. That's a big leap. That's a big leap. How does something that measure gases have teleportation? Yeah, powers is something that's that, like uh, is unexplained. <laughs> At the science fair, when the kid in second grade makes a volcano out of paper mache, mm-hmm. and then you pour in baking soda and vinegar and food coloring and lava comes out. But instead of that, instead of lava coming out, it was a duck. Like, right. that's how off base this this is. Um, Which is so funny because you can make up anything. Mm-hmm. So why you... Like, I don't know if that's intentional or not. Um, so, um, a feather fell from the sky and they had it. And then Tim Robbins plucked a feather from Howard and they tested it and it matched up that this is your feather. We know that's how you got here. So Howard says, so I'm going to come to your lab. You're going to hit the reverse button on your big space laser, put me in front of it and blast me back to my planet. Right. And like, well, actually, we never considered reversing the polarity. Like, what? Well, then why are you even here? Like, what is this? They what, just anyway. want to inform him that that's where he came from. <clears throat> yeah. Um, My notes just say, Lord Almighty. <laughs> so Dr. Jenning rushes back to the lab, and I don't know why they By the way, they so also long. just walked in. Yeah. Didn't Door knock. was open. Door was open is the justification. And that Door just means was open. we just get to enter. Very weird. So um, they are driving to a lab where there's a big space laser. 
Dr. Jennings went went ahead of them, but I don't. It feels like Dr. Jennings went ahead of them by two minutes. But in actuality, he would have had to gone ahead of them by like an hour. Anyway, let's remember Leah Thompson and Ducky were about to go to bed. They had just played a set at a nightclub and come home. It must be one in the morning. At the earliest, earliest. it's like 11 at night. And they go to the to Dynatechnics and they go in and uh, th- there's a full cadre of scientists who have been performing uh, um, lab lab things all night long. And I don't, I don't know if the Dynatechnics is a, is a nocturnal place where they do things all the, t- all the time, 24 hours a day, but it doesn't That's feel it. like it. Um, so they walk in and there's a, there's a lab. Lab tech guy who comes up like my eyes, my eyes. There was an explosion, and so like good. And again, everyone's on fire, or everything's on fire, and everything's being bombarded with sparks. Um, oh yeah. Um, uh, they 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 walk in, and uh, there's a huge explosion that has blown out the bottom of the laser thing and crushed poor Doctor Jenning. So he again, he would have had to have been there for a while. They just they just drove after him. They didn't take the scenic route to get there. They're just nope. whatever. Um, we don't see him stop. So the pizza. Uh, <laughs> nope, nope. Um, uh, everything is gone crazy. Um, Somebody we, finally calls were, the police. <laughs> they were trying to bring something. Do they were doing the same thing? but they pointed it at a different part of the sky. I wonder what might happen. Um, so um, all these people, um, <laughs> um, are like, what? Well, we brought Howard down the first time. What if we brought something else down? Um, says all these, uh, these guys. So the cops show up because there was a giant explosion in a lab. Um, and, uh, we can't show Howard to the cops, um, but they do. The cop shows up and it's Paul Gilfoyle from CSI, uh, just the most weather beaten, can't believe I got to do this Cleveland cop in the world. Um, and, uh, and so they were like, we got to take this guy downtown but instead they escape from police custody by lighting a fire in a trash can with a cigar. And um, Cleveland are idiots. Yeah. Um, Howard also ends up with the cop's gun, if I recall, Mm -hmm. because they were like, that means he's armed and dangerous, which means shoot to kill. Shoot to kill. He claims Um, police brutality, which was mm -hmm. ahead of its time. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Um, but yeah, they were that's trying how to, they foil they were, him. They light a garbage They take off all of his clothes to try and find the zipper for the costume. And uh, they can't find it. Um, uh, I, I, I think the suspect's, suspect's duckness is inborn, sir. That's what they say. So the, the, the detective goes out to 
try and talk to the scientists to find out what the hell this is, what the hell's going on. And that's when they decide to escape from custody. And also that's where uh, they decide to hide from the cops while the cops are going around to look for them and kill them. And that's where they find Dr. Jenning, who has been blown, um, blown up by the, by the laser. He's got like a little bit of discoloration around where his goggles had been, but otherwise he seems okay. Um, he's a little, little knocked loopy, but you would be. Um, hey, Dr. Jenning, help us escape. Oh, they also, they also arrested Tim Robbins. So, um, help us escape, Dr. Jenning. Okay, well, yes, I have a car. Let's go. And, um, and he starts to, like, like oh, everything hurts inside me. Um, and so uh, they drive through the back gate, uh, and they drive away from the cops. And he, every, like, he's, like, I feel things changing inside. He sounds like Vince McMahon. I feel things changing inside me. Um, and so he runs the car off the road, off the freeway, into it, like right up against a, uh, a, a roadside eatery entire, entitled Joe's Cajun Sushi. Oh, he's and, a good uh, they, de- they decide to go inside. They decide to go inside. Um, and and sit down and eat. By this point, uh, there is no Doctor Jenning. I am an overlord of the universe. Um, and again, Doc, Jeffrey Jones is killing it. Uh, not He's not really not to good. give not to give too much credit to a man who's a aficionado of child porn, but correct. Very good in this role. Um, uh, he's um, he's they're sitting there trying to you know get food. The they Cajun the sushi special- restaurant, by the way, is a diner. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> major except diner for, vibes. Except for all the uh, all the white uh, waitresses are wearing um, like Japanese style headbands with that with the Rising Sun logo on it. Um, they. Uh, sit down and order three specials, but the special, wouldn't you know, it has fried eggs in it, which makes um, makes Howard. Howard very upset. Of course. Um, but this is where more and more we we hear from uh, Dr. Jenning about how they um, accidentally brought down one of the overlords of the universe, which which does sound a lot like Timmy's band in uh, South Park. Lords of the Underworld. Yep. <laughs> Overlords of the Universe. <laughs> um, it does feel a lot like that. Um, but they 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 sent they were the the Nexus of Samanus or something is the is the is the name Samanus just sounds like a sleeping pill, but um, uh. So they just point the thing into the universe and pull the trigger and see what they get. Like they're like they're just throw they're casting their line, their fishing line into the world's biggest ocean, which might have little ducks dressed in pants or might have something called the overlord of the universe which is all powerful and a demon Exiled to a. I feel like science should be more careful. Uh, that is one problem with the movie is 
like the same device that gives you ducks with pants on being the same advice that summons everything that's evil and nobody thought hey last time we were trying to measure gas we summoned a duck with pants on that is an obstacle for me as a viewer is that you didn't think hey mm-hmm. maybe we should be mm-hmm. sure this time since last time we summoned a duck with pants on um and this scene is actually really impressive this came out in 1986 six yep um the special effects wise, I actually thought this was pretty cool. Like I, I felt like they did a, a really good mm-hmm. job. Um and my only complaint was like we have hell breaking loose in the restaurant. Um and all of his like transformation and summoning. He isn't really doing anything but destroying the restaurant. Like at, at this point, he's mostly just like, ah, the soda machine is now exploding and everybody leaves the restaurant. Like he's, <laughs> this is how I felt about Brock Lesnar with the forklift in the ring. He flips over the ring, but nothing really happened. Like mm-hmm. if you're gonna have all this evil summoned, and I guess I could buy it because it's also the beginning of the transformation. He might not like know how to harness his evil here, he's but he's not really to, like he's, test, doing, he's testing out his powers, he's testing it out, taking it for a test drive. Um, but I was like, he's mostly just damaging a, a poor little restaurant. He's not really harnessing his uh, mm-hmm. evil. But it's early on enough, I guess, that I can buy it. But I will say from here until about 10 minutes before the movie ends, this just feels... If this movie was an hour 15, I think I would like it a lot better. This movie is unnecessarily like an hour 50. (laughs) We'll we'll, we'll talk more about the the weird padding that happens right after this. They're in the the ring. uh, In the ring. In the restaurant. I'm losing it. In the restaurant. And some rednecks come over to like make fun of Howard for just existing. Um, oh, this is also after that he's shown there's the key code card or whatever. This is what the code ideas, to, yeah. Yeah, this is what I'll be able to use when I get back to the lab to then open it up and bring all the other lords of the underworld. Sorry, overlords of the universe. Overlords of the universe. Um, I'll bring them all back here. Um, and we'll take over the planet. Um, and then uh, the redneck just picks it up off the off the table like, hey, I'm assuming you want this. Well, I'm going to put it inside my pocket. Um, uh, and then they decide they're going to... He Howard says, because he's an insult comic. Of course. Uh, Howard has says something mean to the rednecks, and they decide they're going to um, uh, chop him up and serve him as uh, dinner. Um, nobody is like everyone accepts that he is a duck. Right. Like not like but he. Uh, the, the immediate thing is like that's got to be a small person in a costume. Is it a child? Is it a little person? What's going on? I would think would be the immediate thought because aliens would be impossible, uh, more impossible to believe. Um, but uh, they just no. That's a duck. It's a very large duck wearing pants. Um, as we all know from Donald Duck, ducks don't wear pants. Correct. So, um, but as I said, duck wearing Precedent pants. Precedent is important. Um, um, he's talking. Um, let's, uh, but this in and of itself, not surprising to us. No. Let's chop him up and meet him is a, is a thing. Um, uh, everyone in the restaurant gets behind this idea. 
Um, and then he yells out to uh, to Jenning, overlord of the of the universe, overlord of the underworld. Um, but he's he's like, hey, hey, don't you want to protect your key card? So then he gets up and he uses all of his powers to explode the restaurant. Uh, and like, he hurt, it hurts a lot of people. Um, but he decides he's going to take Leah Thompson back with him to the place because there will any overlord of the underworld that comes through will need a, a host body to to jump into, like quantum leap, and um, and and she's going to be it. Why not? So um, they take a semi trailer, like a, a cab, not with a trailer on the back, just the big thing in the front. And they're going to drive off. And Howard is going to try and chase him, but he's not able to. And he ends up getting left there. Um, and they drive off. Um, this is, again, in the middle of the night. Right. Um, and finally, the cops catch up to where they are. Howard is um, hiding uh, among a bunch of other weird lawn ornaments in this place. And Phil, Tim Robbins, is arrested in the back of a cop car. So they're all looking for what happened. Where is this Jenning? Where are all the people? Why did this all happen? Um, and uh, uh, Howard reveals himself to Philzy, as he calls him, um, and is able to get him out of the car. And they're going to try and figure out a way to get, to go after um, Beverly uh, and Dr. Jenning, who is, of course, the overlord of the underworld. And uh, the best they can think of by the by the at the beginning of the of the morning is uh, to assemble. I do not know why it is there behind this restaurant, but it is a go kart with a with a with a with a propeller and a, and a, and 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 like hang glider on top. It's a weird. It says somebody's hobby is going to get us back to the to the lab. So they're going to fly there. Um, and uh, together on this thing. Um, meanwhile, uh, Dr. Jenning is running out of energy. So he needs energy in the cab of this uh, thing. So the, one of the most horrifying things that seven-year-old me has ever seen in his life was where he sticks out his... He, he pushes in the, the cigarette lighter, pulls it out, and then his tongue snakes out of his body, out of his mouth... And on the end of it is like a single claw and he shoves it into the cigarette lighter and all the, uh, uh, the electricity from the battery of the car goes into him. Um, and, uh, um, energy. Yeah. Yeah. I love like, energy power. Um, it's horrifying. It's horrifying. It, um, it really like jolts you a little bit. It's, it's really, really, really well done. Um, and, so, uh, um, that's not enough energy. Never is for Doctor Jenning. So he has to go um, to uh, the Cuyahoga nuclear power plant. Somehow find himself um, a tour that's going through, um, and then uses powers to open all the security glass and security gates and stuff pull the door up and go into the middle of the reactor and suck up all the energy in the reactor uh, while he's left 
Beverly in the cab of the thing. And just as she's able to get all the stuff off of her, um, he comes back in and he goes, I feel much better. Um, and then they drive the rest of the way to the original lab with, with the laser telescope thing. Um, while all this is happening, it's just Howard and Tim Robbins on a flying go-kart running from the cops. I would argue that that you don't need the nuclear reactor scene. It's cool, I guess. You don't really need it. And you definitely don't need a 25-minute go-kart, flying go-kart chase from the... That is, it's so much of the end of the movie is Howard and Tim Robbins on a flying go-kart running from the police. It, I just, I don't even know why that's it. Yeah, it's a lot of the movie. Um, I do feel like the, when I think of like the artwork that I remembered before re-watching it, mm-hmm. I feel like um, the go-kart hang glider thing and Howard mm-hmm. with a cigar are like the two things that are like the most maybe like iconic or whatever, but feel like almost the least relevant <laughs> to, to what actually happens in the movie. The nuclear mm-hmm. reactor scene stuff definitely just feels like a weird special effects flex for mm-hmm. that part. I also feel like Beverly's a little too unscathed considering mm-hmm. she's in at one point the between between the point where he sticks his alien tongue in the cigarette lighter and then is is has enough energy to to get through the next 20 minutes or so when they arrive at the nuclear power plant she is asleep yeah like and there's like I don't a feel graphic like... stop where he zaps people that, out of yeah. existence and she's yes. just like kind of chilling um the makeup in that like traffic stop on yeah. Jennings is really, really good. It's great. All the, all that stuff is excellent. The stuff they do with, with it is is really excellent. Um, How she just like chilling, uh, and why doesn't he want her dead? <laughs> he doesn't want her dead. He needs her to be alive when they bring down the other overlord of the underworld. Yeah, or underworld of the universe. Um. Anyway, so. Everyone makes it back to the original scientific facility um, within a couple minutes of each other. Tim Robbins is like, oh, hey, yeah, there's the particle disintegrator. I should have thought of that earlier. Maybe we sneak in, we can get the particle disintegrator and shoot that at him. And, and that'll, and that'll, because in this, in this lab, we have a super high-powered telescope that can tractor beam alien life forms across the universe. And we have a death ray that disintegrates matter. And, you know, just when you use it sometimes. One thing with movies like this is when you have incompetence and it's not offset by other traits... It's really frustrating to watch. Mm-hmm. Like if you have someone that's incompetent, but they're lovable in a different way, or someone right. that's incompetent but evil, so all their evil is going wrong. Like there's there's fun ways to play with that. They're just incompetent. Like there's not <laughs> there's not really anything else to mm-hmm. kind of grab onto in that, which makes it kind of a more frustrating watch because you're like, 
where the hell was all this before? Like it, it doesn't, it doesn't really work, and it feels kind of unjustified about like how they would be in the positions that they're in. I guess they're able to get this thing. They're able to break through the lock to get this particle disintegrator thing. They put it on a little driving cart, um, and uh, they go. They get into the room, but Phil is is knocked loopy by some weird rays or whatever that get shot at him. Uh, it is one of the more fun cartoony bits here. It was like, um, um, Philzy, how you doing? Ah, I'm doing just great, Howard. Um, like, Phil, it won't start. Let's try the seatbelt, Howard. And he collapses. And apparently you have to turn on the seatbelt in order to make the, the engine start, which is probably would be a good thing just for all vehicles. True. But um, he's able to um knock like shoot the particle disintegrator against the 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 electricity crazy things that that Dr. Jennings can shoot out of his hands and you know like there's the the ice ray versus fire ray and they go together until they explode um trope and they did that and um it's able to knock all of the demon out of uh Dr. Jennings but it's still around and it comes out of the floorboard um, and it's, uh, it's, it's gigantic uh, and, and horrifying to look at. And, uh, and, and it is, it's, it's good. It's, it's good. It's not quite star Wars level, but it's good. And um, um, it's very over the top. It's got like a giant, like crocodile mouth. And it's otherwise it's like scorpion esque. Um, out of every one of its limbs, it can shoot one of those weird tongues with a claw on it. Um, and again, and, not to give too much credit to a guy that uh, was found yeah. childborn, he is really yeah. good in this though. Like he, he is, very 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 good. Like even the evil getting knocked out of him, his it feels like mm-hmm. feels like it really did. Like he's like, what what mm-hmm. happened? Like the he's he's a really the reason he got a lot of work in this type of role over and over and over again. He's, he did a really good job with it. Yeah. But yeah, the creation of the monsters is pretty good here. And then they kind of resolve. Howard saves the day here. Yeah, Howard shoots him with the particle thing and he actually disintegrates. And they were about to bring all the things down. They were doing it. There was actually, a timer. Yeah. That was like one minute he, left. He, he goes he goes to the to the to the to the control thing and he says, um, uh, and it's like target, Nexus of Summonus, which is the other side's side of the universe's name for this thing. If you just put in a name of something, this earthbound contraption would have There's no idea like, what to shoot out. Orion's belt or whatever, yeah. <laughs> right, like we have a name for it. We we have charted the stars according to our things. We don't know what the Nexus of Sominus is, but apparently, just typing it in works. Um, I feel like you should be able to like have coordinates that you could just shoot it at, whatever. Um, but the big moment is like if he destroys this device, then there's no chance he'll ever return back to Duck World. That's like right. the only kind of like hesitation moment, yep. the climax mm-hmm. of the movie. Right. I mean, presumably the plans for this device exist. Recreate and you it. could build another one. 
it would be expensive. I think it would be hard to get the funding, yeah, at this point, since you destroyed a lot of things. Well, yeah, I, although the, the, the result of the end of this very feels very much like the end of Mac and Me. Yes, it does. Where everyone is, where everyone is totally okay with the alien because the alien saved the world. Yeah. Right? That's um, kind of cute. Anyway, so um, they destroy the, the thing. And so the the lords of the underworld have to go back to their home home nexus, um, but now Howard is stuck on planet Earth. Yes. And what what is what is he what is he going to be now that he's stuck on planet Earth? A musician. Other than the manager for the hottest band in all of Cleveland, probably presumably the rest of the world too, because they're playing much bigger uh, locations. Sure. But um, uh, whatever they're called, I don't even know what their name are. Beverly and the other chicks. I don't know. Bever- I don't know what Beverly and the other chicks. Yeah. I don't know what they're called. Um, uh, That's but... Satan sluts. <laughs> so everyone's chanting for Howard. There's a song about how much we love Howard. Howard. That is a big. It's a banger. Um... <clears throat> uh, Howard the Duck. Ooh, and everyone's everyone everyone knows all the lyrics to it. It's like everyone's wa- watching Judas. Everyone's watching shit. Chris Jericho's entrance. They're singing the Howard the Duck song. Um, I've become the Howard in my mind, man. And he, he's he's just living on him. He's just living in America. That's that's, that's all he's doing. That's it. And he uh, and there's certainly they thought fodder enough for a sequel. So much of that in the movies we watch. Yes. So much of that. Yeah. Though with uh George Lucas directing, I feel like more <laughs> justifiable than some of the other ones. Just producing, not directing. Producing, fair enough. Fair enough. Oh. Um Yeah, that's Howard the Duck. That's um, Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck has a cameo in the uh the end credits of, of one of the Marvel movies. Uh he's just sitting in some place called the Collector's Menagerie or whatever. Christian says, I don't know why, but none of you seen the comic book film fans of me. Am I wrong? Um, I'm not obsessed with it, but I'll watch them. So there you go. I don't go out of my way to watch them because I don't read comic books. So like, I, I'm certainly not anti, but I just don't intentionally go out of my way to watch it because I, um, it's not based off of anything for me. All right. Well, there we go. That's the end of Howard. This one's tough. Because I did enjoy parts of it. I would be more apt to keep the flick in if, like, so much of the ending sequence wasn't so superfluous. It's an hour and 50 minutes long. And I know modern comic book movies are three hours and 40 minutes long. But there's, but they're telling nothing, the story for that time. There's nothing that makes it be that that needs it to be that long. No, and it's actually the the pacing of it feels fine up before that. Like it, it really does. Like it, it kind of moves along. I think Howard having, even though it feels like you said, very like insult comic. Um, right. Him having a personality is nice. Like there's a little bit of bite to it, and. It just, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get the flick out of here with it because it's the. There's too many obstacles to overcome of like the, the same device that brought a, 
that's supposed to be used for measuring gas. If they cleaned that up, like also summoned a duck into the world and also is capable of of summoning uh, the dark orb overlords, mm-hmm. I'd be more inclined to keep it because it is like an easier watch than some of these that we watch feel like chores. So I, I will say like I, I had an easier time watching the first hour of it, but man, it, it really falls off the tracks from that point on. At the one hour mark is where they arrive at Joe's Cajun Sushi. Wow. It's about, it has almost one extra half of the movie after that point. And by the time it's one hour and 10 minutes in, they've left the restaurant. And there's, so there's 40 minutes left of the movie. Jeez, that's geez. just basically like, let's rescue Beverly from, and there's so much of that is like, again, Howard the Duck and Tim Robbins in a go in a flying go-kart. Like so much of it was that. And just in general, like implied human duck sex just makes this kind of difficult. Yeah, I'm that's 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 the clincher for me. That's fair. That's a fair that's the clincher for me on the get the frick out of here for me. Is 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 yeah. (laughs) Get the flick out of here. Um I I don't know. It's. I don't know. I don't have an affinity for 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 those kinds of websites. Yeah. Um, but but there before the grace of God go I. Um, at seven years old, if I'm exposed to things like this, you know, like who knows what it might what it might have done to me. Thank God it didn't. It didn't. But like if we can if we can if we can prevent. All other children from ever being exposed to this kind of filth. Get that smut out of this world. <laughs> um, the, beyond beyond that, I, I I do think there's a lot of narrative problems with the film. Uh, the special effects are decent, but certainly not enough to save it. Um, uh, yeah, it's it, yeah, it's it is it is one of those things like, hey, let's try to make a, a movie from a comic book in in 1986. Well, that went so well. Let's try to do it again in another 22 years with Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, and never Which is in between. Cheating, by the way, Robert. Yeah, if yes. you're if you're casting Robert Downey Jr., you're, you're cheating. cheating. He's unbelievable. All right, um, that's it. That's all, that's all for us. Um, next week, apparently, is our 50th episode, which is impossible to, to believe, uh, wow. but I don't know what we're going to do for it, so maybe we should find something fun to do. I don't know what it'll be. I'll find something on Tubi for us. <laughs> mm, I don't know if I trust you. And also, I don't know if I trust me, because I picked this one out, and we both said to get the flick out of here. Bye, everybody. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Click the subscribe button and find out what it means to me. Nah, that doesn't have a ring to it. But if you like videos about real news stories that are funny, stupid, or weird, subscribe now.